Welcome into this special edition of the ASI Sheepcast with a lamb market outlook by Dr. David Anderson from Texas A&M AgriLife Extension. This is David Anderson with Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service. I'm a professor and extension economist. I'm a livestock economist. And this afternoon, we're going to talk some about uh, kind of a market update of the lamb market as we really dive into this uh, another week of coronavirus crisis, uh, continued upheaval in our economy, uh, in our retail sector, grocery store sector, uh, and, and really across all of our entire economy, not just agriculture, not just the lamb market. Uh, so let's dive right in. Um, you know, a, a few kind of expectations, some things that were that that I'm seeing in the marketplace, and I'm sure many of you are too. Uh, you know, so much of our lamb goes through uh, the restaurant sector, and here we are, uh, Thursday before Easter, uh, sharply reduced retail orders, both from uh, food service, restaurants, and grocery stores, really at a critical time for us, and. Uh, really important, our East Coast market, and here we are at Easter. You know, if we took a step beyond that to get to our live markets for lambs, we continue to see markets with low volumes, few sales in some markets at all. We've got some other outlying markets, some smaller markets in Texas, for instance, that, that have closed. They're not, they're not running any uh, sheep or goats through and have uh, severely reduced volume on the cattle side as well. I think one of the other things we're already seeing in the marketplace are, are highly volatile prices. Uh, in some places, uh, it's fair to say low or few or even no bids. That's certainly anecdotally some uh, word from California of, of lamb markets with no bids at all, uh, sharply reduced prices for heavyweight lambs uh, with you know significant declines since uh, even two weeks ago. Uh, one of the other things we're seeing in the marketplace are sharply decreases in slaughter numbers, uh, decreasing lamb production, really as the entire cutting back from the retail, canceling orders, our retail market drying up, uh, is really rolling back uh, through our production system. Uh, one of the things I think is, is, a, is becoming apparent is we, we have a critical need for more uh, price reporting by USDA. And I'll simply say is, as we have these reductions in production, reductions in slaughter, uh, fewer sales, we're running into more and more uh, no price reporting due to confidentiality requirements by USDA. And you really can't have a, a free and open and functioning market, uh, at least a competitive market as, as we know them or would like to know them without having price reporting. And I think that's an area where we're going to become more and more uh, cognizant of is that we've got to get uh, some more price reporting in the system. Let's jump into some lamb prices. I'll tell you, I'm going to use uh, uh, interchangeably, I'm going to use the terms feeder and slaughter lambs, uh, meaning lightweight and heavyweight lambs, because we know a lot of our lightweight lambs are destined for slaughter. That's where they're headed. Uh, but, you know, kind of keep some of that. I'll, I'll switch back and forth through that terminology and, and hopefully everybody will follow you. And, and by the way, I'd welcome feedback as we go along, too, with these. Any questions you have, I'll give you my email address at the end and certainly contacting ASI. They can reach me as well. Um, if we were looking at feeder lamb, again, lightweight lambs and, and talking about a three market average with, uh, you know, really Texas, Colorado and South Dakota. 
uh, we are seeing some sharply lower prices compared to three weeks ago, where we had topped out on this average just over 240 per hundred weight. Uh, now we're down about 210. Uh, if we look in, in between those markets, certainly uh, larger effects at some. I, I would point out that if we looked at uh, San Angelo this week, um, we would have seen some higher prices uh, for lightweight lambs. Uh, in some ways, a lot of those lambs are going to the non-traditional market. I, I think that what we're seeing is, uh, is the effect of some closings of other markets. And so if you're going to find a lamb, you may have had to go there, and that may have boosted some prices as well. Uh, as we look at that market, uh, simply because of closings or lack of sales in, in some other marketplaces. Uh, one of the, the things that we would track as a market is uh, New Holland, Pennsylvania, really is a bellwether kind of non-traditional market. Um, one of the things you may have noticed is that their sale is going on, but due to worries about coronavirus and really a lack of response in terms of uh, distancing and all of those things we talk about, uh, they're not reporting prices. Uh, the, the market news service, market reporter has not been reporting prices from there, even though, uh, they, they did have a sale go on and it's really due to, uh, response to coronavirus. Uh, so we've got some lower prices, broadly speaking, in the feeder lamb market, but volatile prices. If we get to these heavier weight lambs, and, and I'll talk for a moment about Sioux Falls, uh, slaughter weight lambs, heavy wool lambs. Uh, we had bids in the last one from last auction from a dollar to a dollar twenty. Uh, so bids were as low as a as a dollar a pound or a hundred dollars a hundred weight. Uh, we were at a dollar forty or a hundred and forty the week before, and we were up at a one sixty five just two weeks before that. So we've seen a huge decline in prices. Um, uh, just a huge decline in prices in that marketplace just in the last couple of weeks as we've seen the full effects of coronavirus hitting our retail market. Uh, interestingly enough, we go to the lamb cutout values. We start looking at some interesting, at, excuse me, some cuts of lamb. It's a mixed bag. We've got some lower prices. Uh, we've got some that are holding in there, and the cutout value is reported uh, is not a lot different than where it was a couple of weeks ago. In fact, the long-term, tr the trend has been for higher prices. Uh, I think this is one place where we're really seeing the effect, this and some live market on the effect of, of confidentiality kicking in, uh, in terms of not being able to report carcass prices, uh, simply because there are not enough entities reporting prices. And I, I think that makes a lot of sense, certainly, uh, anecdotally, we know we've got retailers that have canceled orders, are not filling new orders. We've got processors who have shut the doors because of a lack of orders. We've got packers running sharply curtailed uh, runs simply because they don't have the orders for, for lambs. Yet we're still producing these lambs, which is driving lower prices. It's setting us up for fears of some situations that we've certainly seen in the past in terms of backing up lambs. Uh, and, and heavier weights. So as we think about this going forward, let's, you know, keep that in mind. I think confidentiality is preventing a lot of the price reporting that we need to see. Uh, and, and so far it's a mixed bag there as we try to it, it, interpret some of this data from a cutout level. You know, imports are a big deal in the land market. Uh, as all of you know, we, we import more than we produce ourselves. 
Our two big markets are Australia and New Zealand, and that hasn't changed. Uh, we continue to import. Uh, kind of the, the summary monthly data from uh, USDA uh, has had just recently came out to, to for February. There's about a month time lag in that data. We are we continue to import lamb. So uh, questions about the coronavirus response in Australia and New Zealand, they continue to export to us. Uh, we are running uh, less imports than we did a year ago. Uh, but they're still coming. If we look at some of the weekly data, we continue to import lamb from those two destinations. Uh, even though we've got this uh, grocery store and restaurant trade uh, going through some major changes, that lamb is still coming in. One of the places where, you know, we often have had a problem in the market is with cold storage. Uh, we've got increasing levels of storage. Uh, February, uh, in the February USDA report indicated about 38 million pounds in cold storage, up from uh, about 36 the month before. Uh, but that's well above the 32 million pounds we have had on a five-year average. And it's growing. Uh, that, that uh, amount of lamb in cold storage is increasing. Uh, and I expect that, you know, because that only goes through February, the next report's going to come out. The March report will come out in about two weeks. And I think one of the things that's going to show is that uh, we have increasing supplies in cold storage where we have lamb that is still lambs that are still going to slaughter, are still being processed or headed to storage because of our restaurant shutdown. And I expect those lamb imports are are going to be part of that increase in cold storage picture as well, even though we don't get the data that, that breaks out the two, I, you know, I think there's a, I, I'm certainly expecting to see more lamb in storage. On the slaughter side, as we back up from the, from the product there, uh, we've seen a sharp decline in, in federally inspected slaughter in just the last week. We're down 25% uh, from the week before. Uh, last week, we, we slaughtered about 30,000 head. It was 40,000 the week before. Uh, so that's a good, you know, 25% decline in uh, sheep and lamb slaughter uh, just from week to week. And, and I think that just simply reflects what we're seeing backing up in the system. One of the things affecting us, uh, you know, not only do we send lambs to market, but what their weights are. We've oftentimes seen in the past backed up uh, uh, lambs, heavy weights, overfinished lambs. So far, our weights are are running, continue to run below a year ago. Uh, we were about 67 pounds last week compared to 70 pounds on as a five-year average and, and about 71 pounds last year. So our weights are still under control. Uh, and so I think that's helping us uh, or at least at least given us a little bit of uh, we, we don't have any evidence of backing up lambs going forward. If we take uh, the number we send to market and their weights and we back that out into lamb production, uh, we've seen a significant decline in lamb production. We're down 33% roughly from a year ago in lamb production uh, last week. We're down 26% just in the last two weeks. Uh, so a sharp decline really reflecting backing up, you know, from our retail sales drying up to that signal, you know, to cutting uh, numbers going to slaughter, to cutting production. I think, you know, it's clear in the data we're seeing a, a pretty significant uh, effect in, in lamb production. Uh, and so, you know, if we're going to kind of put all this together, 
We continue to see some volatile prices for live lambs at auction, but generally sharply lower uh, lamb prices, particularly for heavyweight lambs. Uh, we're seeing a lack of price reporting to see any price evidence at all at the carcass, uh, at the carcass level, uh, where prices are not being reported due to confidentiality. Uh, I expect we're going to see even so, some more of those kinds of things from the, from the restaurant trade as well. You know, if I was going to summarize this together and continuing here, you know, it's really an understatement, but these are not normal times and they sure aren't for lamb either. Uh, I expect that we're going to be talking about continued uh, falling prices, volatile prices, uh, and, and a, and a com, uh, continued muddled, uncertain situation going forward. Uh, and, and I think these changes are going to continue. This volatile situation, I think, is going to go on, particularly as we see what happens as, as what happens with cold storage, what happens with imports. Uh, how we deal with those supplies and how we get the whole economy kickstarted and going again and, and hope to get some, some retail recovery going on. So, you know, just in a few minutes here, I thought it was worth uh, kind of stay, keeping up with a little update on prices, a little update on production and what we're actually seeing in the marketplace. Uh, I hope this has been useful and, and I appreciate the opportunity to be with you all. And certainly would uh, welcome the opportunity to be back with you again on this little uh, lamb market uh, podcast in, in this crisis. Uh, again, my name is David Anderson. My email address is danderson at tamu dot edu. So danderson, like my name, at tamu, Texas A&M University dot edu. I hope that all of you have a blessed Easter, that you all continue to thrive in the, in, uh, the coming weeks. And I wish you all the best. Thank you again. Thank you very much. Thank you for tuning in to this special edition of the ASI Sheepcast. And check us out online at sheepusa.org for additional resources.